Tart cherries, also known as Montmorency cherries or sour cherries, are growing in popularity as a favorite sports supplement over the last couple of years. And here, the interest is in their seeming ability to aid in recovery from intense exercise. In this podcast, I'll look into what could make tart cherries different compared to other foods. I'll look at the evidence for their benefits on exercise recovery, and finally, what other conditions they are being promoted for. So let's jump straight into things and answer the question of why the interest in tart cherries. Tart cherries contain a class of plant chemicals called anthocyanins. These anthocyanins have been getting a lot of close attention from researchers because of their antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. Anthocyanins are abundant in berries and give these foods their bright blue, red and purple colours depending on the pH of the food. And you'll also find anthocyanins in purple cabbage, purple sweet potatoes and purple grapes. Purple really is the new black. Where the interest in tart cherries comes in is to do with the bane of exercises everywhere. DOMS. DOMS stands for Delayed Onset Muscle Soreness. It's the soreness you feel the next day after a hard training session or from using a new set of muscles that have been neglected for some time. Now, getting rid of all DOMS may seem like a good thing, but it is also a good sign that the stress you've placed your body under has done some good from the damage you caused as your body will repair, adapt and grow from it. There is already a growing body of research to show that messing with the process of tissue damage and repair may not always be a good thing. Case in point, remember when ice baths were the big thing after exercise to help with recovery? The idea behind ice baths is that by reducing body temperature, this in turn reduces blood flow, swelling and inflammation in muscle. And they certainly help to reduce DOMS. But it seems at the price of less favorable adaptations from the exercise, with evidence that cold water immersion can slow endurance signaling pathways and the expression of genes key to mitochondrial biogenesis following a single endurance exercise session. And there is even now strong debate of if the old staple of applying ice to a sprained ankle or similar injury, as many of you would have learned in your first aid course, shouldn't be done. Just let the pain and swelling of acute inflammation do the job it was designed for rather than messing with it. Anyways, that's me giving some more editorial commentary into this area as it may apply to any nutritional strategy that could have unintended consequences if it is addressing DOMS. So any research should not just look at DOMS pain, but also longer term impact on exercise performance. So what does the research say about tart cherries and exercise recovery? If tart cherries help with recovery, then that could allow you to get more out of your next session, which means performance gains. The research into tart cherries and recovery has been growing, and a recently published systematic review and meta-analyses looked at 14 studies that investigated the effect of tart cherry supplementation on muscle soreness, muscle strength, and muscle power, as well as inflammation levels. 
The review involved just over 300 male and female participants with an average age of 27. And the exercise training levels range from untrained to well-trained, with representation across different sports. So I'll link to this review in the show notes. People in the studies supplemented with tart cherries at either one or two servings per day during the length of the study, which ranged from 7 to 16 days, and included pre-exercise, day of exercise, and post-exercise. So, here are the findings. Tart cherry supplementation had a small but significant benefit on muscle soreness and a moderate beneficial effect on the recovery of muscle strength after training. A moderate effect was also seen for muscle power, with further subgroup analysis indicating a large effect on recovery of jump height. So that's the ability to jump higher after you've had an exercise session. And there was also a small benefit of tart cherry supplementation on sprint time. And adding some validity to its mode of action, tart cherry also decreased two blood markers inflammation that being C-reactive protein, or CRP, and interleukin-6. But another key marker of inflammation, being TNF-alpha, didn't change, nor did a biomarker of muscle damage, that being creatine kinase levels. Taken together, these results do suggest that tart cherry supplementation can have positive effects on muscle recovery after strenuous exercise. So it is no surprise then that so many athletes are getting on board and trialing tart cherries if they're getting some real-world benefits from them. Although there are some limitations to this meta-analysis in that so many different types of exercise types and different forms and loading of tart cherry protocols were used. And in some of the studies, participants were put on a low polyphenol diet. So this could have overestimated the likely real-world effect of using tart cherries on the background of a good diet that would also contain lots of these foods that are rich in anthocyanins. While this review didn't study it, another benefit linked to tart cherries is that on sleep quality, and this comes from their melatonin content. Melatonin regulates our sleep-wake cycle, and tart cherries are one of the few foods that contain reasonable amounts of it, although eggs, fish, and nuts are also good sources. Supplementation with tart cherry juice does seem to offer some level of improved sleep efficiency and sleep quality in healthy, active people. While there are also a small number of studies showing that it could help with insomnia, So if tart cherries help with sleeping patterns, that will also help with exercise recovery. While I've kept the focus of this podcast on tart cherries and exercise recovery, as that's where the largest pool of research is, a bit of casual searching soon brings up other claims linked to them, including lowering blood pressure, modulating blood glucose, enhancing cognitive function, and even helping with gout. While the research is mixed and limited by a small number of studies, there is some indication of positive links. And it gets more complex when you realize that the polyphenols in tart cherries, of which anthocyanins are just one class, are metabolized by our gut microbiota as part of a bioconversion pathway. 
So the health of your gut could even be a deciding factor in how you respond to these foods. And if you want a nice review paper that puts all this research in one place, then I'll link to a review paper on the health benefits of cherries in the show notes. Because while tart cherries are the best studied, the review also looked at more sweeter cherries. And did I even mention the related family of berries and all the great research on that? So it is likely much broader than just tart cherries being the superfood du jour. Don't put all your eggs in one superfood basket. Eat a wide variety of these delicious polyphenol and anthocyanin-containing foods. So if you want to trial tart cherries, what's the best way? The research isn't mature enough yet to come up with the best protocol. But it seems a typical regimen is to consume them for five to seven days before exercise, during exercise, and for one to two days after exercise. So it is more of a longer-term supplement if you want to use it a lot during training. So you need to factor the cost of taking these tart cherries, either as a juice or a pill or a whole food, into your overall cost of your diet and your training. Tart cherries can be consumed fresh, frozen, dried, as a juice, or by a supplement. What's the best form? Insert shrugging shoulders emoji here. Research-supported dosing with tart cherry is at an equivalent of 45 to 100 cherries, or about 350 mils of a tart cherry juice concentrate, taken one to two times a day. If you want to learn more about sports supplements that actually do deliver on what they promise, then check out the series I did back in episodes 16 to 20 on creatine, caffeine, beetroot juice, sodium bicarbonate, and beta-alanine. So that's it for today's show. You can find the show notes either in the app you're listening to this podcast on, if it supports it, or else head over to my webpage at thinkingnutrition.com. and click on the podcast section to find this episode to read the show notes. If you find this podcast of value, then please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, or maybe even leave a review. This all helps increase the ranking and reach of the podcast, which means a big win for credible, evidence-based nutrition messages while helping to dilute out the crazy and making the world a slightly less confusing place. I'm Tim Crow. And you've been listening to Thinking Nutrition.